All right, welcome to the Time Smith podcast. I'm so excited you guys are here today. So one of my students wrote in and was talking about uh, the extra focus that he's getting now. Actually, it was fun hearing a little bit about his story. So the first day he downloaded the free guide uh, that I'll tell you about in a minute um, and started using the power routine that I recommend, he got two hours back in his day. Um, and since he's been using some of my systems and processes um, to kind of get free of distraction and get clear, he's basically gotten into this zone where he's focusing a lot better, a lot more often. But recently he had a situation where he was um, interrupted during his like focused work time, the work phase of the power routine. And it was just kind of hard for him because he got interrupted, got taken out of his focus and had to deal with the situation, got back ready and was going at it again. And yet again, that same uh, situation came up and he needed again to be kind of interrupted and taken back out of his flow and his uh, work phase and deal with it yet again. And he came to me and was just kind of distraught, like, how, how do I think about this? Because it was really difficult. I really wanted to work on these things and I'm just used to being focused now, but how do I deal with interruptions? Well, that is a great question um, and something for us to dive into today. And it comes down to kind of building up a simple framework or foundation for how to think about our day. And then we can think practically about just what to do. So without further ado, let's get started. Never break, always fight, never quit, do it right, play the game, win it life, have no shame, there's no time, feel the pain, let the grind, I could change, in my mind, pick a lane, commit and climb, the only way to win it life. Alright, welcome back, and um, you know what, I was, I'll be honest with you, I was at church this weekend, and I just had this idea, um, we were praying and it was just awesome. And I thought, I just want to pray on my podcast. And so whether or not you believe in God or what that looks like, uh, I hope that you can just take this prayer and I want to pray for you. I want to uh, encourage you and, and just do that live here on the podcast. So let me pray. Um, God, I just ask that you would, uh, that you would be with those that are listening to this, that you would bless them in, in just feeling close to them as their creator, as their father, as their God, that you're with them in the work you um, designated it for them to do today, that even listening to this podcast and the work that you have for them, it was all in your plan and you have it written out and um, that you're there in your care. And so I pray that you would help them feel all of that today, that they'd be encouraged and that they would look to you, their God, who is not demanding overlord, making them to push as hard as they possibly can for some ideal or value uh, that they could contribute, but that um, honestly, just that you already sent your son, Jesus, to die for them. You showed that you already treasure them so highly, um, whether or not whatever work they do get done. So. Um, you're, you're close to us and our weakness and, and care for us. And yet you still call us to a very high calling and huge purpose and awesome work. So 
help us to just figure out what that looks like for us. And I pray just that you would bless those listening today. Be with us, God. Amen. All right. Not a Christian podcast, but whatever. This is just who I am. So now you know I'm a Christian and I'm excited to pray for you guys. And just, again, this is definitely not for Christians only. Um, but it's who I am, so it's going to overflow from time to time. All right, one thing I do want to mention before I get started is that free gift to you today. Um, it's the same free gift that uh, my friend took advantage of and got two hours back his first day. It's uh, at timesmith.work forward slash guide, and this is your two hours back a day guide, and it's the, your, your uh, guide to the power routine. Uh, five steps to your daily routine that can really get you through each day with a lot of momentum, clarity, and uh, just take away the stress of constantly hoping to get back to things, not doing it, never getting to what you want to get to. So it just gives, it all wraps it up into a daily routine that you can use and it's, it's really helpful. So check out that free guide again, timesmith.work forward slash guide. All right. So here's the overall idea, and I'll just give it to you now. You don't have to be stressed when interruptions happen. Am I perfect at this? Absolutely not. Um, Is it difficult? Yes. And does it even take skill? Uh, What I'm going to tell you about practically later, uh, it it is a skill that you develop. Um, But... It doesn't mean that you have to have this stress and frustration when interruptions happen. And that's what I want to help you with today. First, the truth is that it's difficult to be interrupted. If you think about the word interrupted, it's interruption. It's eruption, inter or int, eruption. So it's like an eruption. I don't live near a volcano, but if I did, I'm sure an eruption would not would change my day in not the best of ways. And it's similar with interruptions. Um, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good because you can't do both. You can't do two things at once. And if you're not convinced, then let me just tell you very quickly, multitasking is not real. It doesn't happen. You're doing multiple things. You're focusing on one thing at a time. Um, if you don't believe me really quick test, right? Time yourself writing one to 26 and then A to Z, and then stop the timer, write down your time, and then time yourself again going um, from A to Z, or from one to Z, but instead of one to 26 and A to Z, write, instead of writing like one, two, three, four, five, six, all the way to 26, and A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way to Z, like you did in the first exercise, time yourself going back and forth. So do one, A, two, B, C, three, C, or D. See, you can feel the my brain was switching from numbers to letters. That's what we're doing when we, we're switching uh, focus points. That's what you're doing when you're multitasking. You're not doing more than one thing at a time. You're just very quickly changing your focus. But in that, once you stop your timer on that second part, you will realize just how much slower um, multitasking is. Dave Crenshaw taught me that multitasking is just way slower because of that processing time, that switching back and forth. Super easy to say A to Z really fast. Super hard to go from one to 26 and A to Z back and forth, back and forth. 
So it's the same with interruptions. Um, when you're trying, you've told your, and it's part of it is that you can't do two things at once. Another part is something that the power routine kind of helps with behind the scenes and um, under the hood that you might not even notice um, if you're not like into productivity, studying it a lot, which you don't need to be. That's why I created the power routine. So people who are not as nerdy as me can learn all of this stuff. Um, but under the scenes of the power routine is basically this idea that you are doing one thing at a time and that you're agreeing with yourself to put other things on hold until you do each step of the power routine. And then once you get to the work phase, you have decided one thing to do and it's, and you've already gotten through all your emails and chats and notifications, communications, and you've turned all that stuff off. So you are focused on one thing, but you've also agreed and decided with yourself what you're going to work on. You, we, you don't have a million things where you're like, I'll get back to that. I hope I remember to do that. I need to make a note about that. I need to get back to this. All right, now I'm going to try to work on this one thing. And now there's interruptions coming here and now you're not really getting to this and you're, so the power routine is meant to protect you from all of that and harness your focus. Um, but so if you're used to the power routine, you might not even know that under the hood is this, this um, ability to focus because you've decided on what to do and you don't have these uh, different priorities and obligations kind of rattling at you. Um, so the problem with an interruption is that the thing you had decided to do, you no longer potentially can do because there's this other thing that's kind of warring at you to do it instead. And so you feel this pull and the stress comes up because you feel like you can't get to the thing you wanted to do that you've agreed to do, maybe even that you want to do, because now this other thing is kind of like um, enforcing its will on you, like you have to do this thing, even though in the back of your mind, you've agreed you're going to do the thing you're already working on. So it's, it's causes stress and it's difficult because you can't do both at the same time. And the thing you want and agreed with yourself, you're going to do, you might not be able to because of this interruption. Um, it kind of goes with an old proverb or it's actually in Ecclesiastes for those of you who read your Bible. Um, but it's better to have one handful of quietness than two handfuls of toil and striving after wind. Um, doesn't that feel like so many of our days? That's what I'm literally, I mean, if you could boil down Timesmith, it is to help people who have two handfuls of toiling and striving after wind have one handful of quietness. And I don't even think he's talking about that at the end of the day, if you toil and strive, you'll have two full hands of like something. Let's say it's gold. You have two hands of gold because you toiled and strived instead of one if you were just quiet. It's more a sense of what are you focusing on? Um, I think, and another uh, productivity coach I saw on their page recently, that they said, we help you get more done in a few hours than you used to in a week. And I'm like, yes, that is so true. Like that is what productivity can do for you. Um, so if you have one handful of quietness, I actually think that that is overflowing with tons of good stuff in that hand, like let's say tons of gold and pearls and diamonds, whatever. And if you're striving after and toiling for two handfuls of what? Wind. Literally, that's all that it is when you're just trying to get to everything all the time, all day long. 
you end up, you have two hands full of something and it's wind. You let go and there's nothing there. But one handful of quietness you get. All right, so I, I've digressed a little bit, but the idea here is that you can't do two things at once. So you've agreed to do one, but you've got these two and they're kind of warring at each other. So how, how to handle this? Because um, I can definitely relate. And we all can as humans because we're humans. We can't do two things at once. And we've already agreed to one thing and we, we want to do the things we agreed to with ourselves that we can do. You're used to before power routine, agreeing to a million things and doing none of them. And with the power routine, you actually agree and stick with the things that you've told yourself you're going to do. It's so freeing and so fulfilling. Um, but again, now here we are multiple things at once and it's, it's kind of bombarding this ability to do the one thing you've agreed with yourself to do. And you're so used to at this point, that's what I'm trying to say. You're so used to doing what you've agreed you're going to do. You agree you're going to do the P phase of the power routine process. You agree you're going to open your eat your lists and look through them and, and follow up where appropriate. You agree you're going to work on one thing, but now you can't because you've agreed to do this thing, but something else wants it, your attention. So you can't agree to do both. You know that if you do the interruption, the thing you've agreed to do won't be fulfilled. And so I'm going to get to how to think about that. The first thing is building our foundation is that God is our boss. It's not the universe. Okay. <laughs> the universe uh, was created. Uh, so worship the creator, not the created. Um, it's, it's silly to think about, but the universe is not what gives you life and health and vigor and breath and food and all of that. Uh, that is the means. Um, but there is one who is greater than that. So God is our boss and whether or not you believe in God, you can benefit from the idea that I want to propose because of this, which is open. You have to have an open hand so that you can with your day. Because God is overall, he's sovereign overall. He gives you what to do in a day. He gives, he lets the distractions come. He, he wrote in his book, uh, before you are born, like every one of your days and what you're going to do in all of them. He is the one who you serve, not your task list, not even your routine, not the thing you agreed to do. You serve him. And then if he has something else come up, then you have to be okay with that, which again is hard, but that's why you have to go after these things with an open hand. Um, that way, if you have an open hand with your day, just like with your pocketbook, just like with your credit card, just not that you should impulse buy. I'm saying you, with your money or whatever time, your attention, if you have an open hand, you can give it generously freely, uh, you can be a source of grace and mercy and healing to those around you. If you have an open hand with your day, um, God is the one who allows projects to become a priority now or later. He's the one who interrupts and says, no, do this instead of that. Uh, if we have an open hand and truly believe this, um, it helps can say, okay, God, I'm trying to do this for you. This thing I really want to, but there's this new thing that there's this interruption or whatever that's come up. 
uh, please lead me, please help me to be okay with it and kind and patient. And over time, if you can really live this and have an open hand with it and let God lead your day, then um, when distractions and interruptions come up, you can approach them not saying yes to the interruption every time. Sometimes you can say no, but at least you can um, go after it with poise and understanding. Um, and the other thing is interruptions will come, uh, either as testing or uh, from God or just because in life there's interruptions. Like um, you might have seen me get distracted earlier and look down because there was a bird out my window. And I, if you don't know me, I know birds pretty well. I really like bird watching. And so I did not know what that bird was. And that is not very typical. So I was really excited. I got distracted. It was an interruption. And you guys paid the price because uh, I was silent, I think, for a few seconds back then. But interruptions do happen, and they're not pleasant um, because they're not planned. We like planned things, um, but they're going to happen. So those two things, have an open, lay our foundation and our, and our expectations. Have an open hand, let it all be God's so that you can be gracious in the moment and... Um, just know that interruptions will come. The other thing is, um, and I'll, I'll go ahead, this is my next point, but I'll say it now. I'm assuming with all of what I'm about to say for practicals that you have walled yourself off from notifications and interruptions. So what I'm about to say is not for those that have not seen my second episode where I go into all the details of how to turn off notifications and interruptions and um, set up emergency lines like urgent chat or calls so that people can still get in touch with you if you need to. If you're constantly getting email chat notifications currently, go back to that episode and look at it. So I'm assuming that you have, um, you have turned off notifications and, and are only being interrupted by what others deem are emergencies. Um, so there's a principle at play here. Allowing interruptions hurts you in the moment because most of the time you would rather just get the thing done that you're on. But it creates a more effective overall system where you're not optimizing just for yourself, but you're optimizing for your team and for whatever the project is or the customer is. By allowing those emergencies, you're not going to be stressed by the fact that your team might not be able to get a hold of you and you're also not going to be stressed later when your team members could not get a hold of you in any way and they were stressed and so they let it back out on you and are frustrated with you so there's a principle here that the overall system is more important than the moment um, because over time you're going to be way more focused less stressed more effective if you do allow for that steam to get out in some way through those emergency channels. So interruptions will happen, they're okay, and they're part of a good system. Again, check out my second episode if you need to. All right, so practically how to do this. All right, decide. I talked about it enough in the beginning. The thing that's under the hood with power routine is that you are deciding what to do and you're actually doing it. 
I'll leave it at that. Instead of having a million little decisions that you don't ever truly fulfill in the stress of that, like say you have a hundred things on your to-do list, you've decided that you want to do those hundred things. Well, when you get to the end of the day and you still have 97 things, which a good list to-do list, if you're actually getting one real thing done a day, I, I advise you have two to five things on your next list on your task list. But, um, I'm giving this example for what I think typical based on research without power routine and other things, productivity measures. And I've been there. What a lot of task lists are like a hundred or more things you've done three and now you have 97 to go. That's causes stress. Why? Because you decided you want to do those 97 things, but you can't. So your decision and your reality are not meeting. And so it causes stress because you know that you can't, uh, follow your commitments, even though those commitments you just made with yourself, but that's why it's important to have a routine instead of your, um, task list driving your day because it will be an endless road that you can never drive down every path. And if you have a routine, you're able to agree what's what done looks like and actually get to it. Um, so the key with an interruption is to decide. So you have to decide and it's really just the skill of processing. Like when you're processing emails or chats in the P phase, um, or communication in general, or looking at your to-do list and figuring out what's the best next thing for you to do. That's where you are processing. You're making a decision with each item. All you have to do again, not saying that this is perfect or always easy, but what you have to do with an interruption in the moment, and this is the skill is decide what to do. So if you, um, if you have an interruption like my friend did, what can happen is, um, and I think he's fine with me sharing, but it was, it was something, um, like a roommate needed his help with a, um, with fixing the dryer for the laundry. So what can happen is you wanted to get done like as, as my friend, let's say I wanted to get done my task, but now my friend needs my help with the dryer. Well, I still want to get that task done, but I begrudgingly go with him just because he asked me and I didn't make a decision to do it. I just am being, I feel forced to do it. I'm not saying that's what happened with my friend necessarily, but in that moment, instead you need to make a decision to either do that thing or do your task. Now your task may or may not be more or less important than that thing. So there's a little bit of a matrix that I want you to give you to think through how to decide in the moment if you should do whatever the interruption is needing of you or not. Um, one side, one axis of the matrix is the person for their sake. Do they, has it, have they interrupted you like this before? Is it possible that they are constantly interrupted and you're constantly interrupting them because, or 
they're constantly interrupting everyone around them because everyone around them is constantly interrupting them. And they don't know that there's a reality outside of just constant interruptions all the time. And that's the only way to get in touch with anyone or them to get back to you is just to interrupt them and hope that they, your interruption uh, jars them enough to get back to you. Or, it, or is that the world they're living in? I think a lot of us live in that world where we've moved to, like, for example, we've moved to chat from email because chat interrupts people better than email. And so you're more likely to get a response. Are they just constantly in that interruption cycle? Maybe it's better to just help them now and then later kind of talk with them through it, which we'll talk about. But maybe it's better just to say no for their sake too. And to say, hey, the thing that I'm working on is, is really important. And I just confirmed with you that this thing could be done uh, later today or tomorrow. So I can't, I can't help you with that right now. Um, so is it better for their sake or are they just super stressed and they just need your help? Um, sometimes I think no matter how important that task is versus yours, you, it might just be better just to help them because they just need you right now and that's okay. And remember that God has your day and that you, um, you're there to like kind of treat others how you want to be treated and be a light and bring healing and, and calm and care to them. So if for their sake, you might just say yes. So that's one axis of the matrix is yes, or for the person's sake, yes or no. The other side of the matrix is how important the other task is. Is a task more important um, than what you're doing or less important? The only time that I would recommend that you say no to an interruption is when it's less important than what you're currently working on and it's, it's okay to tell the other person no. But if the task is more important than your current task, go ahead and do it because it's like you're deciding to do that instead. Or for the other person's sake, if they just need your help, uh, it's okay to help them over being perfectly productive. So the, there's three op, there's four options for this matrix. Uh, the one where you should say no to the task is if it's less important and okay to say no. That takes strength, that takes guts. Um, see if you can reschedule, see if they could do the dryer later. All right, so for the two by two matrix, the only thing, the only one I suggest that you actually say no to an interruption is if it's okay for their sake and uh, less important. Um, okay, so practically that's what it comes down to is instead of begrudgingly doing not again, not saying that's exactly what my friend did, um, but I've definitely been here or I know well, others of you have. Instead of like letting an interruption come and kind of ruin your thing you're doing, you kind of got to stand up straight, take courage and decide is that other thing more important than what is that other thing, something you want to do, decide to do it, even if it's for the other person's sake. Uh, you have to have that option. If you don't have the option of saying no, then you're always going to say yes and you're going to do it prob probably begrudgingly and just kind of like you're being forced into something that you don't like. And again, I, uh, I mean, this is just so practical for my day to day. I still obviously get frustrated. Um, even when I was doing my podcast now, my son walked in and I just got frustrated flustered at first, but I'm glad that he's able, he's over here on the side, um, just watching me do my podcast. So I feel like that's really good. 
Um, but it just took a moment and I kind of need to grow in this skill myself. So I'm with you there. It's, it's difficult, but remember to have an open hand to, um, already have all your, like have a system where you have as few interruptions as possible, but when they do come, they're emergencies. Um, and then when you are interrupted, decide what to do, decide to say yes or no. Once you make that decision to say yes, then it's, not like flustering and it's not like you, like it's on you to still get back to that original thing. Maybe you can get back to your original task, but for the moment you've decided to do that other thing. I'll add this here really quickly in case it's helpful. I didn't really add it in my notes, but you can think of this like processing email in the terms in, in the situation of like, is it 15 minutes or less? go ahead and let the interruption happen. If it's gonna be 15 minutes or more, decide if you wanna do it or not. Maybe that's easier than thinking about the two by two matrix. Less than 15 minutes, just let the interruption happen and, and go with it. If it's gonna be more than 15 minutes, try to figure out if it can be pushed back or if it's more important than what you're currently working on and go ahead and postpone it or, or do it. All right, just a couple examples of what this looked like. Um, my friend's situation, obviously, trying to get his task done but interrupted by needing help with the dryer he was interrupted but he helped and then got back to work and then he was interrupted again helped got back to work interrupted again helped and it was frustrating because he just could not get through his task and i understand that that's frustrating but i'm proud of him for helping with the dryer and being available and caring for um, his roommate that is now able to was able to fix the dryer and things because of it. He didn't get his original task done, but I think, you know, from my perspective, God um, is the one who gave him his day and decided what he was going to do that day. And um, he let that interruption happen. And so to me, that means that that interruption and helping with that was more important than um, the task at hand. And so in that situation, good job. Um, and you can know that your boss is happy. God, your boss is happy that you did the thing that, um, was hard, but he requested of you instead of the thing that you had determined, you kind of sacrificed, um, for another person and you got, and again, your productivity is really just about pleasing your boss in heaven. And so if you please him by caring well for other people and trying to do hard, good hard work, but at times if that's has to be sacrificed, um, so that you can help other people and do things that he brings into your day, then that's okay. And you can count that as a win. Um, there was for another example, um, my son coming in, me getting flustered just a little bit, but I'm excited again that he's here being able to see me do a podcast. Um, another example was I had some migration uh, meetings that I'm, I'm a part of, and I don't necessarily add a lot of value to the meetings. I could be doing more task work during that time, being a little bit more productive because on meetings I like to be engaged. I don't like to be doing other things. So when I'm called on, I can actually help because I've been listening and you know, people feel respected and cared for when I do that. If you're not familiar with 
that idea, go back to my podcast five or something, the E phase of power routine, engage. Um, but there's these meetings and what I, I decided to do it because not for not those tasks are not more important than what I'm doing currently, but because I'm not really needed in them very much, but the people that are doing those meetings, it just feels like they really appreciate my support and my being there. So for their sake, I am in those meetings and I've decided to be there. And that way it doesn't feel like I'm being forced against my will to do those meetings, but um, I, I can be there in a, in a good, like in good faith, um, fine and glad that I'm there because I'm the one who decided, not somebody else for me. So what helps now and in the future? Just remember that your productivity system, your daily routine as I packaged it up for you so it's pretty simple and straightforward to do a lot of really awesome productivity things in one packaged five-step daily routine you do every day you get really good at. Um, but it's still a process and it's still a system that needs work. So you've built the house, you're using the daily routine, you have a house, it looks great, but you still need to repair it. Um, you might need to replace the door or repaint uh, some trim, whatever it is, that system might need tweaks over time. And if you're getting interrupted by emergencies that are not true emergencies or that didn't need to be interrupting you, then it might be time just to take step towards painting your trim, towards upkeeping your system just a little bit better by talking to a pers the person or changing your system in a way that um, allows them to just put time on your calendar and maybe see your calendar or whatever, just whatever it is, brainstorm how, if that, if that interruption could have been prevented um, because it wasn't more important than what you're working on currently and you, what you're working on currently is important too, just in the fact that you have momentum, you're in that state of understanding what that um, task is. So it's important to keep, it's, it's important. Your current task is really important because you already have so much expended and effort into it. Um, so anyways, if the other thing wasn't more important than all of that, then maybe your system could just use some tweaks so that talking to a person and helping them understand how to get in touch with you, that you actually will get back to them in email and chat. They don't need to just interrupt you to get something from you. Um, or, you know, looking at your calendar, whatever it is, just try to help them understand or use your systems, change your systems so that you can um, just maybe not be interrupted in the same way again. So in conclusion, interruptions will happen. Uh, so be prepared by having an open hand with your day. So you can kind of react with mercy and grace, knowing that you're not in control of your day and you don't end up, you're not answering really for your own day in the end. Uh, you're trying to please God. You're trying to, um, yeah, you're trying to please God. You want him to um, be proud of your day. You want to work for him. And so if you have an interruption, you know that, he's allowing it and you know that you can care for that person um, because at the end of the day, it's not about pure productivity output for your own sake, but what can you do to be um, a source of light, mercy, grace, his hands and feet to those around you? Um, how can you bring healing to people? How can you just be refreshing to go to those sorts of things?
Two, so one, interruptions will happen. Try to have an open hand. Again, it's not easy, but um, it's possible uh, and you can get better at it over time. Number two, decide. You can use the person sake versus task importance matrix I mentioned briefly. You can use the processing um, idea of like 15 minutes or less, just be interrupted and go with it 15 minutes or more. Try to figure out if it's something you really want to switch to. Um, there's different ways to think about it there, but the important thing is that you decide to do whatever the person is asking. Don't just, don't just do it just because they're interrupting and you just assume you can't say no because then you'll, um, you'll just be frustrated with that person and that's not helpful. Number three, moving forward, continue to try to optimize. Um, discuss how you felt with the person so that you can maybe avoid if it was an avoidable emergency, maybe it wasn't a true emergency. So that, there you have it. In conclusion, interruptions will happen. Have an open hand. Dis once you are interrupted, decide what to do. Um, and three, moving forward, just continue to optimize. Try to have those conversations. Maybe my friend could have had a conversation afterwards later on just with a roommate. Like, uh, these are the times that I try to get stuff done. And it, it really uh, feels good to get through those things and stay focused um, if possible. If I, I'm more than willing to help you, but I could do it later on or whatever that conversation looked like. But um, that's the third part. Just try to have those conversations so that you can continue to optimize. All right, again, I want to mention that free gift to you uh, that my friend who wrote in about got two hours back his first day that he uh, used it. And I've, I've hinted at it this whole time, but it's a five-step daily routine. You do it every day and you get so much done. You get clear, you decide what to do. It has so many producti productivity principles that I've learned in studying and developing and implementing this stuff for like 12,000 or more hours. Uh, I, I used to say 10,000 hours. It might be more like 15,000 hours, but we'll just split it. We'll say 12,000 hours. I've studied this a ton, just really nerdy about it a ton, and want to make it really uh, applicable and accessible to the masses so they can go from two handfuls of wind to one handful of gold. So um, that guide is just two pages, and it'll give you everything you need to implement that five-step power routine. And um, you'll find that at timesmith.work forward slash guide. All right, thanks for listening, and until next week, um, I don't know what my, my outro will be yet, but let's just say time smith out after i got done with the podcast uh i was talking to my son about if he thought i did well or not and he said it was good so that's exciting but the other thing he said is uh do you have a subscribe button which reminded me yes i need to mention that so please subscribe if you're on the podcast um follow or subscribe there and also, if you can give me five stars, if you're finding this content valuable on your podcast app, or give it a like in YouTube, uh, that would be super helpful. In the podcast app, you just have to, at least in Apple, just scroll down to the bottom of my show page, where it says like all the different episodes, scroll to the bottom and just do five stars, um, or less stars if you want, that's fine too. I'd love to hear from you no matter what. And um, yeah, so subscribe or follow as well as give me a rating or a like would be super helpful so that I think that helps with the algorithms and helps me reach more people so I can help them as well. So, all right, now officially time Smith out.